0: Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. A new how-to book suggests creative ways that we can remember loved ones who will never be forgotten. A guide to how we can move beyond grief to celebrating the joy and affection of their memories. Lost Survivor, author, and journalist Alison Gilbert's new book is Past and Present, Keeping Memories of Loved Ones Alive. I recently talked with Gilbert about the book.
1: Well, I've lost both of my parents relatively young, and I went on to lose their siblings, so my aunt and uncle, after my parents passed away. So I went through my own avalanche of loss over several years, and that prompted me to write several books on loss and what that experience is like, and it's it's hard. Um, and then after a few years um, had elapsed, I really wanted to reframe what I was going through, and reframe the conversation of the books that I was writing, to really focus on how to remember, how to celebrate um, those people who still meant a lot to me, and who I really wanted to keep present in my life. I really wanted to turn the tables, and really think about moving forward, being happy, and celebrating what they um, still mean to me.
0: I found that to be really interesting, uh, part of. Of the book, and I think it's kind of a universal thing for anyone that has lost, especially lost parents. In the transition process from grieving and and mourning, how does how do you kind of flip that switch or make that transition into remembering the joy, if that if that makes sense?
1: Well, I think it's a really, really good question. So when loss is fresh, um, we generally speaking, if you're lucky, you generally benefit from being a passive recipient of support. And what I mean by that is that generally speaking, again, if you're lucky, you have family and you have friends and maybe you have coworkers who really know how to take care of you, right? They attend funerals, they go to wakes, they um, maybe pay a shiva call. And so people kind of know their role and they take their place. And so you generally then are on the receiving end of a whole lot of terrific support. And with that support comes the ability to share a memory or talk about a loved one. From my point of view um, in writing past and present, what happens afterward, even a year later, five years later, those people who have lost a loved one, you know, not just a mother or a father, but it could be a spouse or it could be um, a grandparent or a sibling or a friend, um, and really, God forbid, a child. But what happens in those years afterward is that there's a definite switch that happens, and the switch that happens is that you now have to be proactive you can no longer be on the receiving end. Generally speaking, people don't generally reach out to you two years after a loss or five years later. It's harder to get that support. And so what past and present is all about is giving you the tool to be proactive, to take ownership of what it means to keep a memory of someone alive and to give you ideas to do so. So I think it's really important to kind of be taking the steps forward that puts you in a way of celebration.
0: All of the ideas that you you have in the book, they're all come from a very, seem to come from a very um, positive place, which sometimes I think maybe is easy to kind of forget or ignore if you're still kind of mired down in the in the morning of, of losing a loved
1: one. Hey, listen, no one, yeah, I think you're right. I think I really wanted to take the approach that remembering can be joyful. And the reason why I wanted to do that, and and I think that this is really important for everyone who's listening to understand, is that grief experts have long said something that I found so surprising. And here's what they said. They have said that remembering is essential for healing, that those people who don't look back, the individuals who don't commemorate and reflect in appropriate ways actually don't do as well in the long term as people who do make celebration of loved ones a part of their life. And so if remembering is a part of healing, I wanted to write the book that would give people the tools to do so. And so Past and Present is full of those ideas.
0: Please talk about about some of them. There are many of them. Some of them are are really easy and others of them may require a little bit more planning. Um, How did you come about the the list that's that's in the book?
1: Oh, well, you know, my background is as a journalist. And so my job, my joy, was really doing the digging and to find the ideas that would really, uh, as people read past and present, would really be, wow, I never would have thought of that. And then after I got the ideas down, I needed to then go test them out, make sure they actually worked because some of the ideas, you know, use the amazing ability of organizations, companies, artists that I found who can then execute some of the ideas for you so you can take your loved one's heirlooms, your loved one's objects, their clothing, their jewelry, you know, we all have so much, um, I mean, so much stuff, right? After a loss, you kind of really do have an abundance in most cases of documents and papers and old home movies. And we just have a lot of material that we can then do something with to bring us pleasure and to elevate how we remember someone. And so I vetted, I tested, and then only the best, best ideas made it into past and present.
0: I was just looking through the book and I, I just happened to open up and turn to, uh, uh, to the one on, on celebrating dead and, uh, and I just I couldn't help but chuckle because uh, I lost my father about nine years or so ago and my, my wife took all of his old shirts and uh, made, uh, made memory quilts for both of our kids.
1: You know what I love that and I, and I really want to make sure that people know this is not a a how-to book that requires you as the reader to do the heavy lifting in the sense of for example you talked about, you know, a memory quilt that is a great idea but if you're not handy with a needle and thread, that could sound, you know, overwhelming and where do you begin and how do you start and I don't know how to do that either like I'm the author and I couldn't do that either but I love the idea and so What I have done throughout the book is to make this as easy as possible. So with every idea, whether or not it's a memory quilt, whether or not it is how to repurpose jewelry in a way that can make it even more meaningful to you, or how to change the context of a photograph. I mean, these are really wonderful ideas, but in every instance in past and present, I give the reader the email address or the website of the artist or organization or company that could help them pull off their own projects. And so readers can feel supported and not feel like, well, great, that's a great idea, but how do I do it? You know, that would be really frustrating.
0: Speaking of artists, the book has such wonderful illustrations. How did those come about?
1: Oh, well, you are. Thank you for mentioning uh, the artist. Her name is Jennifer Orkin Lewis, and you are correct. She is a dream. Even before I signed the contract to write past and present, I knew I wanted Jennifer Orkin Lewis to uh, paint all of the illustrations and to work on the cover um, she brings to the book the exact tone that I wanted. She is spirited. She is happy. She, her work is joyful. Um, her work is colorful and bold. And I really wanted the book to have that warm, welcoming, you know, I got your back attitude. And I think that her work really, really blends beautifully with the words that I wrote. So it's a great, fantastic, in my view, um, author and artist partnership.
0: In kind of pulling together all these ideas and doing the doing the research, was there anything in particular that really uh, surprised you or something that that just really caught you or struck you as a as a really novel way to to preserve these kind of memories?
1: Well, I think the one uh, really important lesson in all of past and present that really was the goal of writing the book was that I wanted there to be everyday opportunities. And not because I wanted someone to take action every day, because that's unreasonable and probably not particularly healthy. But my point is that we tend to remember on holidays, like it's okay to remember on Thanksgiving because we make that special grandma, you know, I'm making it a pumpkin pie, or we remember on Christmas or during another holiday because it's kind of generally accepted and expected to be reflective during holidays. What this book is about is kind of giving you opportunity and ideas for remembering all the other days of the year that have been largely ignored. Um, And it's not because you don't remember your loved one, even when you're crossing the street, right? I mean, sometimes, don't you, when you smell a certain smell or see a certain thing, you kind of just have that, oh, my gosh, I have that moment of, I miss my loved one. And so this book presents ideas for any time of year that you um, want to celebrate your loved one. And to me, uh, when you say surprising, that was my number one goal for the book is to have a resource that's good any time of year, any time you feel that tug.
0: Well, Allison, I, uh, I appreciate your time. It, it's been a pleasure. I, I assume that Past and Present, Keeping Memories of Loved Ones Alive is available at all the usual places. How can listeners find out more and, and get the book?
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, it's definitely available anywhere, whether it's in your local bookstore or online, Amazon, of course. And I don't have a very imaginative website, but it's Allison Gilbert, just my name, alisongilbert.com. And I would love, to be honest, I would love to hear from your readers, because sometime, and your listeners, rather, because listeners generally have awesome ideas for celebrating their loved ones, and we can learn from each other. And The one thing we didn't hit on that if I have two more seconds that I would love to share um, is that the other really important part of past and present for me was that remembering, generally speaking, is a very isolating experience. We tend to remember alone. And what I really wanted to accomplish with past and present is the ability to remember In community. So, with your friends, with your family, uh, and sometimes with strangers who are drawn to do some wonderful commemorative activities with you and have that be the reason for gathering. And so, to me, there are many ideas in past and present that make celebrating your loved ones a celebratory and communal experience. And it brings you out of that isolated feeling. And so, I think that's really important.
0: That's Alison Gilbert. Her new book is Past and Present, Keeping Memories of Loved Ones Alive. It's available from Seal Press. In the Author's Voice is a web-based series of WSIU Public Radio, a listener-supported service of Southern Illinois University. I'm Jeff Williams.